The Packers have played their four quarters. <laughs> now it's time for the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Hello, everybody. Happy holidays. Welcome to the Stadium View, another edition of the fifth quarter. No Matt Z tonight. He's off on vacation. I'm flying solo tonight, but we've got... Uh, Badger and a Milwaukee King high product, Lance Kendricks, the Packer tight end, will be joining us tonight from The View. Just left the stadium, visitation just ended. Uh, dearly beloved, we are gathered here to lay to rest the 2018 Green Bay Packers season. It came to an end at Soldier Field yesterday, 24-17, to the Bears, who clinched the NFC North title with that victory. It was a beautiful day in Chicago. I mean, it was like 50 degrees, just great views of the skyline from the stadium. But it was the same old, same old for the Pack here in 2018. Played competitive football for a while, and, you know, after... They're still winless on the road now, 0-7. And after the first two on the road, remember the Lions was just a disaster early, fell way behind the Redskins. They gave up a chunk of big plays. But think about this. The last five on the road, they were either tied or led in every one of those games. And against every one of those teams are now playoff qualifiers. The Rams, the Patriots, uh, and then Seattle, Minnesota. Well, at least they're hanging on to that wild card. And now the Bears. Amazing that they just haven't been able to finish. But I kind of want to start the night by putting this into perspective. I know the populace is up in arms about this team and how it uh, really became unraveled. The firing of the coach and all the blame being placed on Rodgers for getting the coach fired and not living up to his contract. Folks, I've been doing this show a long time. And in 12 of the first 13 years of the fifth quarter's history, we had this kind of show every December. Well, they're done again. They're out of the playoffs. The only year was a year in which seven games were wiped out by a strike. Bart Starr's third uh, season, at least of the fifth quarter, his next to last season at the helm when they went 5-3-1. and one. And that was it for playoff football in this town until 1993 when Mike Holmgren got here. 12 out of 13. Remember those years? They would start 1-7 with Forrest Gregg. 1-7. They lost seven in a row in 1984. They came back and got it back to 500, and we're all going, wait till next year. Wait till next year. Same thing the next year. They started 3-6. and six. They wound up 8-8. Eight eight. Wait till next year. Wait till next year. There was a lot of that. Lindy era was a disaster. That was the last time the Packers experienced back-to-back -back losing seasons until these past two seasons. So... It's been an unbelievable run. Since 1993, the Packers have missed the playoffs only seven times out of 26 years. Folks, we got a little spoiled around here. Uh, okay, with a couple of Super Bowl titles, playoff runs every year. It just didn't happen this year, and for a variety of reasons. Yes, the disconnect between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers was palpable. There was no question about it, you know, irreconcilable differences, say what you will, but the marriage ended. Mark Murphy realized that, and he ended it four games shy of 13 seasons for Mike McCarthy. And then Rodgers' play this year has not been good. Let's not dismiss that. This is a guy who had to be great in 2018, considering... Allison goes down early. Nelson's a Raider. Cobb misses a bunch of games. A bunch of rookies are out there running around in running patterns. Brian Balaga has turned brittle in his mid-30s. Offensive line was disheveled. Rodgers didn't he's been good 24 touchdowns two intercepts he had to be great this year and he wasn't great it's kind of like the baseball hitter who hits 340 with 
40 home runs for three seasons in a row, and then all of a sudden he dips down to 280 and only hits 20 all out of the stadium. It's a down year for a guy who needed to have a great year, and he hasn't had a great year, and it bogged down this whole offense. And the defense, good Lord. Did you see who was starting yesterday for the Packers? I mean, really, Tyler Lancaster? Love the kid. Eddie Pleasant? Bashad Breland? These guys weren't even here, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And they're out there going up against the Bears team that has lost a total of three games all season on defense by their starters. It was an unfair fight. Yet the Packers put up a fight, had this thing even in the fourth quarter again. But after they recover the fumble, they can't move the ball. And like so many of these games that have gotten away, they just didn't make plays in the final 15 minutes for whatever reason. But it's been a whole lot of reasons. This team stands 5-8-1 and one and is now pointing to the next head coach and a whole lot of changes with that roster getting ready for 2019. So, patience, Iago, as they said in Aladdin. Uh, you know, uh, this has been a couple of bumpy years. Last year, certainly with the collarbone, that unraveled quickly with Brett Hundley. This year, it wasn't just the coach. It's not just the quarterback. It's a dearth of talent, quite honestly, uh, from the last few drafts. Injuries coupled with... Uh, Playing tough teams on the road, as I mentioned, five playoff teams on the road here uh, since, uh, you know, November, and they just haven't been able to get it done. Tough times in Titletown, there's no question about it. So, we're going to get Lance up and on early, uh, but we will still do the locker room segments here, so let's get to it. Tough ball game, 24-17, Dub Bears, and an eight-game losing streak to the Packers at Soldier Field, and we'll begin with interim head coach Joe Philbin, who summed up, yes, another tough road loss uh you know i think it was a typical bears packers game it was a hard-fought football game you got to credit chicago they definitely played better in the fourth quarter they made more plays than we did and this certainly deserved to win uh you know last week we had a you know a team victory where all three phases contributed uh today you know uh you know all three phases uh, needed to do better coaching needed to be better and um you know so chicago certainly deserved to win the game not only the game, but running back Tariq Cohen and the Bears win the NFC North for the first time since 2010. Uh, it means a lot. You know, uh, we went through last year uh, not winning any division games. So I would like to say, you know, we came from the bottom and we finally got to the top now. It was a wild celebration, rightfully so. Chicago's good. They're 10-4, and four, but they've been waiting eight years for this, folks. Eight years. Packers made the playoffs eight years in a row. Bears have been in the basement for the last four seasons until this turnaround under Matt Nagy. Hard to believe, though, that second-year pro Mitch Trubisky outplayed Aaron Rodgers. His passer rating was 51.5 points higher yesterday. Aaron went 25 of 42 with yes, his first pick after an NFL record 402 interception free attempts. His rating was just 68.9. Once again, receivers were available, but he continued to miss. Just not being on the same page with the guys we're throwing to. You don't think like you just missed throws? Oh no, there's missed throws for sure. Yeah, but but um, you know some of the ones that you probably think are missed throws, maybe it's not on the same page. 15 games into the season and they're not on the same page. That's an issue. There's no question. I mean, it's not the same page. It's not the same book these days, it looks like. I mean, sailing balls, running free receivers, missing tight. It was just, it's been odd to watch. No question. After trailing 14-3 at the half, it did look like the pack would turn the page, though, with some big plays. Like new free agent. I know you love this guy, Fadal Brown, another one just on board. But he came up with an awfully good read on a third quarter fake punt. 
I recognized the look just from watching film. The dog called it off. Uh, they gave a call. The look just looked familiar, so I just thought it was running the face, so I just went with it. It's thrilling, man. It's fun. It's fun. Making plays like that is always fun. Get the momentum change. We got. We came down. We scored. Tied the game up. It's a big stop. That was a really big stop from Fidel. Good for you. And that led to Jamal Williams' touchdown run and Devonta Adams' two-point conversion. And Tay thought that would swing the game. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's usually how it goes. Especially you got faith in your team and everything. You know, that you can use a little bit of that momentum and, and keep it going. But, you know, we've we run into a lot of stalemates and things like that. And, you know, usually it's been around the third quarter uh, throughout this season. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. Especially when you when you have so many weapons, like I always talk about, but um, yeah, I don't I don't even know what to say about it. Can't blame Adams. Eight more for a buck nineteen, a hundred even on his season. Only the third Packer to hit the century. Mark Sterling Sharp did it twice. Robert Brooks did it once. Guy's been fantastic. But like so many games, things unraveled for this team in the final quarter. Still tied at fourteen. Dean Lowry recovered Cohen's fumble, and he also thought the game could be won. Yeah, um, I thought so. You know, with that, the touchdown we had in offense, I thought momentum was on our side, and I think our sideline was, was pumped up. So um, we felt really good after that. But just a play here and a play there got away from us. Sure did. Back-to-back three and outs, starting with sacks on both series. Helped the Bears put up 10 points after those stops. Three of the five sacks on the day came in the fourth quarter. Khalil Mack wound up with two and a half. It's not just about me, man. It's all got four guys working together, rushing the pocket. And uh, those guys in the back end did a real good job. Um, one, they got some dirt seats over, over there on that side of the ball. So it was a challenge, and uh, stepped up to it. Stepped up to the challenge. They certainly did step up to the challenge. Packers special teams couldn't step up to the challenge. They gave up the 44-yard punt return to Cohen, which led to the final field goal. Packers then had the pick in the end zone, had to kick a field goal late, tried onside kick, didn't happen. The challenge now for the Pack to finish the final two games. What does David Bakhtiari want to see? Grit, um, the kind of man you're made of. And I mean, personally for me, I'm, I'm playing for Joe Philbin. I play for that man six days a week and twice on Sunday. Like, he's, he's an awesome coach. You want him here full time? Him, I, and if they don't like him, I mean, I'm gonna trust whoever they, whoever they, they think, but they're the ones who are gonna be in for I don't have that choice. I'm just saying that, that's, that's a quality man. Sounds like he's his campaign manager. Very interesting from David. Well, let's hear from that quality man. Joe, you going to change anything now that this team is eliminated? Nothing. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to learn from the mistakes that we made. I believe in what we've been doing for two weeks. I believe the guys have been prepared to play. We have to coach better. We have to play better. Uh, but we're going to watch the tape. We're going to make corrections. We're going to improve. We're going to practice well. And then we have to get on a plane and we have to we have an opportunity to, to go win a football game, and that's, that's the plan, period. Period, right? Well, not quite. That was a comma because we got one more, and that's from Aaron Rodgers, who on the national scene, and really for the first time now in the last couple of weeks, is really getting examined about what's uh, gone on with his game this year. Granted the knee injury yesterday, Pulled a groin on that Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Bothered him the rest of the game. He hasn't been right. This team hasn't been right. And he faces the prospect, like the rest of us, of watching the playoffs for a second straight year. Uh, last year was obviously a tough year with the injury. And uh, this year, with a lot of promise um, early on, it's, it's definitely disappointing, for sure. Uh, the expectations is um, competing for championships. And, you know, it's a good football team. But 
like I told some of the guys, I look forward to the to the battles over the years. I like our chances in this division moving forward. You know, obviously there'll be some some changes in the off season. Finish this year out the right way, and then um, we'll look to the future, which I think is still really bright in Green Bay. Glass half full from Aaron Rodgers, but let's cue Elvis. I'll have a blue Christmas without you, right? Packers fall to the Bears, 24-17. We're just getting started. We welcome our listeners at Sheboygan and Wausau, the viewers worldwide on our web stations for Midwest Communications. We are live from the Stadium View on Holmgren Way, where Matt Z says they still have double bubble every Monday from 10 to close and every weekday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They've got Scuba Duo Acoustic Band. will be playing inside the stadium view from 6 to 9 tomorrow. You know it's single every Wednesday. DJ Trivia new every Thursday from 5 to 6.30. And make this a, a note here. The day before the finale against the Lions, stop in for Dueling Pianos. Free for everyone. Ask your server or bartender how to get VIP tickets from right here at the stadium view. Tough finish with two to go for the pack, but we'll keep our chin up, and we're going to visit with a guy I really like chatting with. Tight end Lance Kendrick's in the house, and he joins us next when the fifth quarter returns right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Welcome back, everybody. Tough times for the pack. Yeah, they got two to go. Off to the MetLife to see the Jets and then back home to finish up against the Detroit Lions after a tough day at Soldier Field. But, uh, you know, there's a reason I got this guy on. Not only is he, like I, a Scani from uh, the University of Wisconsin, but uh, he's an in-state guy. Grew up in Milwaukee, went to King High School, played for the Badgers, spent some time with the Rams in uh, both St. Louis and L.A. for one year, I think. Yes. Yes, before they moved back. Joined the Packers last year. Yesterday, very productive day for Mr. Kendricks. Four catches for the Pack. He's up to 17, I think, on the season. One of the uh, graybeards in the tight end room for sure this year. But guy I really like chatting to in the locker room. Win, lose, or draw. And I'm glad he could stop by again tonight. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Lance Kendricks to the fifth quarter of the Stadium View. How are you doing, Lance? Good. Thanks for having Thanks me. for coming. Thanks for coming. Yeah, let's suffer through this together. We'll just reminisce about our days in Madison and forget about yesterday. But what a tough way. What a tough day. And it was just so like so many other games, Lance. You're battling your tails off. Gets yep. late, and, it, and the plays just don't come. It's, a, it's, a, it's been a player two or three a game that's kind of been deciding uh, our games lately. So, You know, and I thought after the way – you closed out the first meeting with the Bears with that mm -hmm. magnificent fourth quarter rally that the lesson would be learned about how you've got to go to the finish. Yes. I, I feel like we, we needed that spark in late third quarter, kind of fourth quarter. We, we had it with the fumble recovery. Um, we just didn't really do anything after that drive. I think we went three and out after that fumble recovery. So um, That series came up a lot that, today with Joe Philbin, and Aaron talked about it a lot yesterday after the ball game. So you're at the 26, I think it was? I think so. Uh, first and 10, and it was a base play call on first down? Yep. Yes, it was uh, – um, are, you t are you speaking us on offense? Yeah, yes. yeah, when you got the ball back after the Lowry recovery. Yeah, I, I think we, we – it was a sack. In, yeah, we stayed in 11 personnel, and um, I, I believe we just went three and out, and then we – I'm not sure if that punt was the one – no, that was the next one. one after. Yeah, that was the no, that yeah, one so after I, that. I think that drive, you know, would have been key for us to score, and then that obviously that punt return uh, really kind of put set them up. Yeah, yeah. and it's just two quick scores there. I mean, <clears throat> it was a sack for five. Second down, Aaron missed Cobb. 
Yes. Uh, on yeah. a not an extended play so much, but it was an yeah. off-timed play, yes. right? Yes. And it just didn't connect. And then the MVS deep shot. Yep. Looked like he got by Kyle Fuller. Aaron missed him. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are talking about Aaron's accuracy or lack thereof this season. I mean, he, he looks good in practice. Uh, I'm not sure what, what goes on game day. I'm not sure what he has going on, um, uh, you know, with the, with the plays or anything like that. So I'm, I'm not sure what, when it comes to game time, but in practice, he, he's Aaron. Yeah, you know, he mentioned last couple of weeks uh, timing. Yesterday it was we're not on the same page. Yes, he admits missing some throws. Um, and I wonder, he missed so much practice time really through almost mid-November. Yeah. Hardly practice at all. Yep. And he's got kids on the perimeter yes. in MVS and EQ. And they really needed those snaps. Yeah, it's tough. Um, they're, they're still young, and um, they're not all that accustomed with his scramble drill. As you know, that's kind of that, that's his thing. So um, I, I think they need this year to really grow and kind of get there. How long did it take you to kind of figure out the scramble drill? You had a whole year to deal with it. Uh, What does it take? I mean, it it just takes being on the same page, always having – when you run your route, you know, getting your eyes back to the quarterback and and just having field awareness of who is where and having that um, spacing. I was going to say, you need not only to know – how the coverage is as you're running the route, but once the play breaks down, yep. how that coverage is either staying intact or falling apart, where your X receiver is, where your other wideout is, or yep. if there's the check down in the neighborhood, you, yep. you just... You got to know. You got to know where your guys are, and he has to know where you are. You, I mean, you just got to be on sync, and with him, I mean, I, last year we had Jordy, and he was the best at it. They also had 10 years y- y- yeah, of exactly. doing it together. Certainly was a key component. You come to Green Bay after playing with the Rams, figuring this is going to be playoff gravy. Yes. You're over two. It's yes. tough. I so, went from uh, not making the playoffs from one team to, you know, here. And my, my hopes You never were, made the playoffs with the Rams? No. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Which is, you know, coming here was obviously the – that was the goal. So, didn't work out. But, I mean, it's a learning experience for sure. Uh, same thing for Jimmy, you know. Same thing for Jimmy. Wanted to get here, make a run, dealing yes. with the busted thumb. That can't be easy. Yesterday, you were a bigger part of the playbook, it yes. seemed. Tell uh, me yeah, about it. It seemed like it. Um, I just happened to be in there on some pass plays this time, and um, I just tried to make the most out of what I had. And, you know, the passes weren't really long down the field. Passes, they were just no. short pitch and catch passes. But, um, you know, whatever I have thrown my way, I'm just Got trying to make those plays. a couple of yaks on the one. Nice yeah, little tug yeah. there. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back in rhythm. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while, that's so. for sure. The whole scene this year just turned really sour a couple of weeks ago. Um, how did you and the guys take to the firing of Mike McCarthy Lance? Uh, I, I think we just looked at it as uh, turning a page and starting a new chapter in this season and uh you know with the four games coming up or you know we're halfway through it we were hoping that we could just kind of turn it turn the page and win some games you know it, we, we didn't want to uh i think when coach Fieldman came in he didn't want to change everything he, he wanted to tweak things here and there and just kind of keep the same plan but um you know we won one we lost one so We'll see, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Got two to go. Goes. Uh, yeah. Go three and one. I think Joe becomes more than, as Mark Murphy said, a viable candidate, don't you? I think so. 
I mean, David, I talked to Bakhtiari in the locker room yesterday, and he, you know, yeah. he heard the soundbite. He's, yep. he wants them. Yeah, he does. And um, they, they have a, David and Joe have a uh, really good relationship, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's an old O-line coach. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's where he, you know, other. he came in here as an O-line coach. So he's familiar, uh, you know, with how those guys think and how those guys work. Um, but you grew up watching this team and this organization, understanding what it's about. It just... It struck everybody odd that it happened with four games to go. I think you could see that you could read the tea leaves. You saw the handwriting on the wall that yep. this thing, had, as Murphy said, probably had run its course. But that was a jolt. Yeah. That was the jolt that surprised me. Well, it, it happened to me two years ago in, in L.A. when Fisher left around the same time. He got relieved, I, I, I want to say, near the midpoint. or No, I think it was near the end of the season. Was it? About four games left, I believe. And uh, it was a similar situation, and it was just a tough time, uh, a lot of emotions. A lot of players Fisher drafted was on the team, so it, it, uh, it was tough. Same kind of thing. Same, a really long-tenured NFL coach had yeah. had success. Yep. Uh, and Very similar. Sometimes, you know, change is good, so hopefully it all works out for him. So what points has Joe been emphasizing now these last couple of weeks? Uh, he uh, – I feel like Joe – when he came in, he wanted to emphasize just doing the little things right and kind of everything will follow suit. Like just being punctual, being on time. Uh, Do you have a tardiness problem here in the meetings? We don't. He he just wants everybody. He's very, yeah. He wants their attention. He wants guys' attention. Yeah, he is. And, um, you know, it's it's good for a young team. We we are a young team and uh, being punctual and doing the little things, taking notes, taking your notebook out, just stuff like that. And, um, you know, he's hoping that if you get guys to be on time, they can pay attention better. They can, you know, do the little things. Chicken the tickets. chickens arrive. Yes. Good for you. You've been a part of a situation like this. There are still two games to go. How do you prevent, I don't want to say guys just mailing it, mm-hmm. or but staying motivated is an issue. Yeah. Some guys, uh, not our guys, but guys get checked out, you know, you, you kind of think about being home or, you know, going. what do you want to do the offseason? But we still have two games to play, and we haven't won a road game yet. So oh we still God. have to do that's that. unbelievable. So, I mean, I think that's <laughs> – It's just unbelievable. I think that's something that, that we need to – You know how least, long it's been since this team went winless on the road? Uh, I would not know. 60 years. Wow. 1958, fans. Ray Scooter McLean. Yes, he uh, underwhelmed uh, 10 times, he overwhelmed once, <laughs> and he whelmed once in a 1-10-1 season, and they went 0-6 on the road. That's, uh, that's tough. And that's I think, matches the longest losing streak on the road since the very early days of Bart Starr as head coach in the late 70s. So it's tough. Hard to believe. Um, but you're right. Uh, and Philbin emphasized this again today, Lance, uh, is that, hey, you are professionally paid to play football you signed up for 16 you only got 14 in let's be professional for the last two and give it a shot i agree i mean and like i said i've been in the playoffs so i'm i'm kind of used to just <laughs> gunning it out and just finishing the season uh, that's why i feel for a guy like you that came here after such a great run and it hasn't happened yet for all kinds of reasons maybe we'll get into some of them but we'll talk a little more about yesterday also peek ahead to the jets and uh, hey tis the holiday season we'll see what Danielle has on her shopping list. Thanks for 
yes, letting her you out tonight, too, for a little while. Dig into the chicken. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Packer tight end Lance Kendricks. We're live from the Stadium View. Fifth quarter returns right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Lance Kendricks, our guest tonight, former Badger, now a Packer, and a couple of notes here on uh, the Pack from today. Aaron Jones suffered like an MCL sprain yesterday. It happened, I think, in the second quarter. Uh, Jamal Williams went the rest of the way at running back. No real update from Joe Philbin on the news today, but here's an indication that it's probably season-ending. They've signed a running back, Capri Bibbs. A uh, third-year player out of Colorado State uh, was claimed off waivers from the Washington Redskins. He went undrafted by Denver, signed by the Broncos in 14. He was a uh, practice squatter, active for a couple of years there. He was traded to the Niners last year, and then went to the Redskins uh, and played a little bit in each of the last two seasons, 26 career games, uh, 309 yards rushing and three touchdowns, 305 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Capri Bibbs. I thought it was Capri Pants. Isn't it? Oh, no. Capri Bibbs, the new running back for the Packers on the active roster. So the revolving door continues. And another note, uh, the National Football League has suspended offensive lineman Alex Light one game for violating the uh, substance abuse policy. This just was handed down late this afternoon. So Alex, who's played all of three snaps for the Packers this year, uh, will miss the Jets game. He can return to the roster on Monday, December 24th and be available for that finale against the Lions. If it's not one thing, it's another. It has been a really weird season in that regard, Lance, because I counted today, I think there were 15 guys, I went around the locker room just peeking around while waiting for you guys to get out of your meeting, 15 guys that are now lockering in the main locker room on the 53 who weren't here on opening day. That's a lot. That that's is a, a lot. That's, more than a quarter of your roster. Yeah, that's very unusual. Um, I'm not really sure what happened there. It just Guys just kind of went down left and right. It's been it, a rough season. A lot of people, I was asked about this today, even when I got in here when I was setting up. Is it the training staff? Why do the Packers seem so hard hit by injuries? But you know what? Look around. Every yeah. team is hurt. Yeah, and I, I think um, – you know, what, what keeps me healthy is just making sure I get those injuries before they happen. So if I feel something that's sore, I, I get on it before. I don't want it to rip or tear or anything, so I make sure I'm... All right, that I'm explains the or, soft tissue things, the groins or, yeah. you know, uh, shoulder soreness yeah, you, or things like that or, you know, hamstrings. Yeah. you get, I mean, you get massage. Like, I get massages twice a week instead yeah. of once. Yeah. And I'm always in the training, not the training room, but I'm always doing recovery stuff, so... I try to stay on top of and it. And you guys have about as good of a medical and training staff as the Mayo Clinic. I mean, mm -hmm. really. You know, Pat and his team mm -hmm. got a building across the street. Flea and the guys, the yep. GPS, data research, everything involved. Sometimes they just happen. Sometimes they just happen. And we've been unfortunate this year for that. Uh, yeah. What was the Lemony Snicket's movie? A series of unfortunate <laughs> events for the Packers in 2018. Let's talk about the Bears. Um, that's a pretty good D. They are. They, they, they're uh, playing really confident this year, and they're getting the job done. They're winning the games that they need to win, like at home versus L.A. and you know, so on. Is really the difference in that front seven? Yes. Just the way they can, con they can control a line of scrimmage basically with four up front. Mm, yep. It is, and by them getting to the the passer so so fast, it it it, um, it takes a lot of pressure off the DBs, and it, it allows them to kind of play a little more free. 
And if it's second and long or third and long, we all know that takes just another couple of steps and another couple of ticks to develop a play to move the chain. And the way Mack and Floyd are coming off the edge. They're a good team. They're a good team. (laughs) Was that the best Um, you've seen? Um this year uh, maybe maybe that we've played against maybe um i'm trying to think i don't know about the best overall no i don't, you know i don't know uh, i think there are some really good afc teams yeah i think there are two uh you know certainly not the best of all time in chicago i mean that 85 defense was pretty good a couple of hall of famers in that one but they were solid and so it just uh you know the plan was obviously i think aaron jones was going to be a bit more of the plan, yeah, that, and, and then unfortunately that, that happened. it happened, and that that was that was kind of a hindering moment for us too. A lot more uh, trying to establish the run, as it turned out. I think only twelve carries yep. uh, from running backs, uh, and I think checkdowns, screens, uh, still got some things done. Jamal Williams' touchdown was magnificently yep. executed. We, we ran the ball pretty well overall, I thought. Just not enough. Just not and enough. And then you get behind, and you know behind, how the fourth quarter has got to go. I think that was about 20 of the 45 pass attempts came on the last couple of series, understandably so. All right, so um, University of Wisconsin onto the pinstripe bowl there, Lance. <laughs> Yankee Stadium against Miami. You went up, You played Miami in a bowl game, didn't you? I did. I had a really good game. Did you? Yeah. I think I had a 128 Ouch. yards for seven catches or something like that. What is it about the Badgers and tight ends over the years? I, it, really, it, it's O linemen, running backs, tight ends get drafted out of there. We run the every ball. year. I think we run the ball really well, so um, running that play action off of that uh, helps get tight ends open, in particular, particularly the tight ends open. What do you remember most about your UW days? Uh, being on the field, we're on the field so much. We're we were literally out there all the time. Time of possession was a bit lopsided with yeah, Wisconsin we, for years. Still yes, is. Still is. We we dominated, um, and um, you know that's what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. All right. Uh, so yeah, you of Miami again for the second straight year. Unusual in that, but yep. uh, that's coming up a week oh, yeah. from I Thursday. That. I think twenty. What is it? Twenty seventh. All right. Yeah, that'll be about a week from Thursday at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium against the University of Miami. Lance Kendrick's our guest tonight. We're going to take a break. we got just one more segment with him. Make sure you sign up. i got all kinds of presents to give away. I'm in the holiday spirit. We'll do that. And our hot and cold plays are going to be coming uh, after Lance uh, bids adieu. He's got a cha- what do you got, a uh, signing thing tonight? Something like that, a charity event? Charity event. Got to get to, so we're going to scoot him a little bit out early. So when we come back, more with uh, Lance, uh, peek ahead to the Jets and uh, some other odds and ends from this season. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns to the Stadium View right after this break. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Mark Daniels along with Lance Kendricks, Packer and former Badger tied. And if the playoffs started today, Saints are your number one seed. They're playing Carolina tonight. Panthers just had the bottom fallout. Rams are two. Bears are three. Cowboys still lead the NFC East. They would be four, but they got shut out by the Colts yesterday. Number five is Seattle. They got beat by the Niners in overtime. And the Vikings hanging on to number six at seven, six, and one. They fired their offensive coordinator last week, John DiFilippo, uh, and uh, put up 41 in their victory over the Finns yesterday. So that's how they would match up. And uh, you played them all except the Saints this year. Yes. Who's the best? 
Rams? Saints? Um, we'll see New Orleans tonight. I'm I'll, curious I'll, to see that one. In I will go Charlotte. New Orleans. Would you? Mm-hmm. Um, they've got it. They've got it going. Drew Brees, again, beating Father Time. Um, You're not a youngster either anymore. (laughs) Uh, What's the key to longevity in the NFL? Just, I think, stand on top of your health during the offseason. I do a lot of yoga. Do you? A lot of, yeah, cardio. I just try to stay on top of. I want to make sure I feel good by the time the season rolls around. How long do you want to play? Maybe a couple more years, two or three more years. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Be a Mercedes Lewis and go 13, 14 years, but I'll play two or three. What's it like in that room? You've got Jimmy's 10 plus, Mercedes 13 plus. You're closing in on 10. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget Robert, by the time in, <laughs> right. uh, who, who a lot of people are crying for some more time. Uh, but that is a really interesting dynamic to have that much experience. It is. And it, it, it kind of made the season fly by. I mean, we, we all get along. We all have. Um, we, we, we pretty much coach each other up, um, and when we're in there, we just we bond. And uh, it, it's, it's good to be around guys who've uh, played a long time and have been successful and kind of know you know what to expect. Yeah, you can kind of understand each other, yes. and you can understand kind of dealing with ups and downs where you got a bunch of kids in the room. Let's it's say different. Randall and Devante, you know, dealing with so many young guys. That's a lot different dynamic. It, it's a lot different. And, um, yeah, and Robert's mature, so it, it makes it a lot easier, too. <laughs> he listens. Does he? Yeah. He still got the highest per catch average, I think, <laughs> right. in the league. 54. And what was his other one? I don't know. Not quite as long, but I think he's got two for something. Anyway, um, Jimmy came out and talked to us on Friday, and he really expressed frustration about this season, and understandably so. I think he put it bluntly, my numbers suck, even though they really don't. Um, he hasn't found the end zone as much, and then the thumb happens. He's still going to – it's going to be one of the more productive tight end number seasons this franchise has had since Jermichael Finley. Uh, can you sense that frustration? I, I can, and I, I know how he feels. He, I mean, he's Jimmy Graham. He, he, he's used to getting the ball a lot. You know, he's used to getting those targets, and um, his targets aren't the same, so – He's just frustrated, and on, I mean, on top of that, he wants to win no matter what. True. So he he's he's really frustrated in that regard that we we can't. Not only is he not really putting up the numbers, but we're not winning. So both of those hand in hand can be really frustrating. Same for Mercedes. I don't think you or Mercedes expected a whole lot of targets once Jimmy signed. Right. We but didn't. you all know the role, and you know how this offense. Well, we'll see what the next offense is like. Or this offense values the position. You guys are in there a lot. You get a lot of snaps. We, we are. We, we're we asked to do so many different things. and Jimmy talked be, about that, too. It can be tough, man. We we protect. We not only just run routes, but we protect uh, pass protection, and we run block, and we do a lot of different things. I play fullback sometimes. So it's a lot going on with us in, in our room, and we're asked to do a lot without the ball. So New York Jets, I don't think I could name – four or five guys on the Jets. I don't really see much of the AFC other than Sam Darnold. Don't know much about their defense, uh, but uh, uh, they've been scuffing along uh, again this season under head coach Todd Bowles. You can even dive into those guys yet a little bit? We did uh, very little bit. They have a, they run a lot of different personnel on their defense. Uh, they play a lot of um, smaller packages, um, I, I guess like speed packages, so right. a lot of dime. A lot of fly-around guys. Fly-around guys. And... Um, from what I hear, their defense is really good one week and not so good the next week. So 
It's, it's kind of up in the air. All right. So stick to the details, right? Stick to the details. Get back to practice on Wednesday. Find a, win, a way to win a road game. Find a way to beat the Lions in the finale. And, and let's see what happens. Um, just real quick, uh, what's your favorite Christmas memory? My Growing favorite up. Christmas memory is getting a Super Nintendo for Christmas in like 1996. I was probably eight years old. Uh oh. Getting a Super Nintendo for my parents. Did you leave your room for the next five months? No, me. <laughs> I have two older brothers, so we, oh, we right. all play video games for the next month or something. And what kind of things do you think are most important to to think about this time of year? Uh, just family and you know being with your loved ones. My parents are actually flying flying in um, for this uh, for the for the last home game next week for Christmas yeah so it'd be good to see them that's kind of same thing we're doing kids are busy I think our Christmas my daughter's working over the holiday but we're doing it the last weekend in December before the Lion game as well but at yeah. least we're going to get together. And exactly. That's the, key. that's the point. Glad we got together. Lance, always a pleasure chat with you. I appreciate it. I know you got to cut you loose, uh, but, uh, you know, thanks for coming over. Really appreciate it. Stay healthy, but you know the drill. You know how to stay healthy. Yep. And, uh, and let's see what happens for these final two, and it's going to be a very interesting offseason in cool. so many ways with this franchise, isn't it? It will be. Um, we'll see what happens. Let's go. See you, man. <laughs> Lance right. Kendricks, thanks for coming over. Really appreciate it. Appreciate We're going to take a break. When we come back, the fun and games begin here on the fifth quarter. We'll do the hot and cold plays when we come back. Don't go away. We'll return right after this timeout. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Again, thanks to Lance for coming on over tonight. Yeah. Go Badgers. Uh, Lance Kendricks, good guy. Had a fun chat with him this evening. And uh, because he had to leave early, we kind of put off our uh, uh, fun and games department. But you know it's time now for our hot and cold plays. We're going to try and do them back-to-back and see if we can't get a couple more folks qualified for our grand prize drawing at the end of the year from our friends at Robinson's. You know how it works. You guessed the hot play of the game yesterday. You'll take home a prize tonight, and then you're in the running for those indoor clubs against the Lions in a couple of weeks right after Christmas. All right, I got to fire this mic up there, Davey. Turn this one down and uh, let's have at it. Who's up first? Okay, we've got Clara. Clara, what's your hot play? Third quarter touchdown and the two point conversion. Uh, but, well, that's two plays, Claire. Like I said, ho, ho, ho. You got it right. The Pack's hot play was their only touchdown, but it sure was a pretty one. 4.22 to go in the third. Rodgers under center, single back offense. St. Brown in motion to the right side. Long count by A-Rod. Takes, handoff, Williams around the right end. Makes the turn to the wow. five. End zone, touchdown. Oh, they got great seal blocks off the right side and outside the numbers. Jamal Williams on a 10-yard touchdown run, and the Packers are right back in it. Yes, they were right back in it. Jamal getting a lot of snaps when Aaron Jones went down, went 12 for 55, and Wayne mentioned it on the call, and Jamal agreed the blocking was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Luckily, you know, Sadie's before, you know, came and told me, you know, just follow, follow me while I get that corner, just go ahead and ride it out. So, you know, just grateful to have veterans on the team get me inside during the game so I could just perform at my best. Yeah, he did his best. He also had four catches for 42 yards. That was a good game for Jamal Williams, and they're going to have to lean on him a lot because they are down to Jamal Williams and now Mr. Bibbs uh, at running back and uh, Danny Vitale, the fullback, and that's it for the backfield. Nice job, Claire. You got our hot play of the day, and that will ride us right into our cold play of the game from uh, yesterday's 24-17 loss to the Bears. 
And uh, let's see if we can't go two for two. Okay, we've got Marcus. Um, Aaron Rodgers, second half interception. Jeez, you guys are good tonight. Yes. Marcus, you're in. The cold play ended an NFL record. You know what? That I think is going to stand for quite a while. Last week, Aaron Rodgers broke Tom Brady's mark of 368 consecutive passes without an interception. And the count reached 402 and on the 403rd. This pass over the middle for Jimmy Graham. Glanced off his hands at the goal line and was picked off by Eddie Jackson. I mean, like, that's part of the game. I'm not here. I've had two interceptions in however many attempts. So I feel pretty good about the way I've taken care of the football this season, but uh, we just haven't been enough big plays over the year. That's why the completion percentage is what it is and yards per attempt is what it is. Uh, the touchdowns are where they're at. So that stuff's disappointing. You know, I've had interception streaks in the past. I had a long one at home. Um, you know, 500 plus. Hopefully, I'll start a new one. Start a new one, right? Start a new one. Why not? That's our cold play of the day. All right, congrats. You guys were good tonight in that regard. So, two to play Jets, Lions. Uh, but this, as we mentioned just briefly, it's going to be an incredibly important offseason for the Green Bay Packers. Mark Murphy is the guy that's going to make the call, and I don't think it will be his sole decision on the next head coach. Brian Gutekunst, Russ Ball, yes, I'm sure he's going to be asked for an opinion, but it certainly is not going to be a vote, and that'll be the involvement of Aaron Rodgers. And I think that has got to be the key component. They've got to find a guy that is going to keep Aaron engaged offensively, and in line. You know what I'm saying? That's important. Aaron talked about this last week a little bit. He is like Favre in 2006, 2007, 2008. He's almost old enough to be the father of some of these rookies coming into this locker room every year. He's 15, 16 years older than almost the entirety of the team outside of a few veterans like a Jimmy Graham or Tremont Williams or, or Lance Kendricks. And it's a very different dynamic. And when it was happening to Favre, he became so isolated from the rest of the squad that Mike Sherman bowed to him and allowed him to dress in his own locker area, removed from the rest of the team. And it was a problem. And Aaron steadfastly says that's not gonna happen to him, but he says he learned by watching the dynamic in the locker room when Favre was the grand old man and the rest of the squad was kids and how to uh, stay involved with the rest of those guys, interact with those guys, and, and be the leader of those guys. No, no one questioned Favre's leadership ability, but it was distant and it was different. And if that happens here, I'm afraid it could be problematic. So we'll see how important that becomes. But frankly, Guda Kutz has got to make some more good draft choices because the the cupboard is pretty bare. This year's class looks pretty good to me. Jair looks like he can play, although I gotta tell you, I'm not real happy with the kid because he has declined several attempts to get him on board in this show, and he's going to break the streak, ladies and gentlemen. Every number one draft choice since 1980 has appeared on the show as a rookie, and number 23 isn't gonna do it. Son of a gun. But anyway, Alexander's fine. Uh, uh, Josh Jackson looks like he's going to be fine. The receivers, I think, can grow. Got to duplicate that. For the last four drafts prior, there are so few impact players on this roster right now. 
And that's led to this, well, I don't want to say collapse, but certainly dip in the fortunes of the franchise. There's no question about it. Let's not deny that. It was bad drafting. Ted Townsend was missing more than he was hitting. And even when he was drafting well, most of those drafts were solid picks late in the rounds, not number one picks. Very few of them have really panned out. So they've got a hit on the first one. Right now they're drafting 11th. Okay, if the season ended today, 11th. So used to waiting around all that Thursday night for the first round pick, but it'll happen fast in 2019. Got to hit on them. Got to stay aggressive. Uh, kind of a quiet hiring that was announced, but hasn't been formally announced by the Packers, is that he, signed, he, he brought in a buddy from his, as I mentioned, from uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They went to UW Lacrosse together. Uh, they think alike, and he had a decent record in the front office position uh, in the personnel department with the Ravens, so maybe that will help. They've got plenty of cap space, okay? They've got some extra draft picks. Rodgers, as you heard earlier tonight, says he thinks it'll be a quick turnaround. I'm not so sure. I think this could be two or three years, ladies and gentlemen, before they get back up to, I think, what the Bears have become, an awfully good team with a lot of young talent. And the Vikings, I think, they've been stumbling and bumbling around a little bit, driving Mike Zimmer nuts, but I think they're slightly ahead, as they are in the standings of, of the Packers in overall personnel and performance. So they got some work to do. But they still have two games to play, and uh, they will head to the Meadowlands on Sunday to play the Jets. I'll be at MetLife and have complete coverage. A reminder, next week, because Christmas Eve's Monday, Christmas Day is Tuesday, we're going to put on the show Wednesday the 26th from 5 to 6, so make a note of that. We've got to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to be sending somebody to the Packer Pro Shop from our friends at Robinson's. Fifth quarter heads to the finish line right after this timeout. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have a great holiday with you and your family, and we will see you next Wednesday night after the Packers snap this skin and beat the Jets. We'll see what happens. Thanks for coming out, everybody. So long. We'll see you next week.